Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. On DAP Digital Radio and 1089 and 1053 AM. Fight Night Live with Adam Catterall and Johnny Nelson on TalkSport. You've even got your names on the titles now. Look at that, you're moving in. I know he said my name, I'm thinking I know him. <laughs> uh, welcome to Fight Night Live. Uh, you are listening to TalkSport, your home for boxing. It is going to be an epic night. It's the second semi-final of the World Boxing Super Series. Live from Nuremberg, a little later on in this show, you're going to be here commentary of Callum Smith taking on Nicky Holtzson, a last-minute replacement. Can Callum come through that and set up a, a World Super Series final with George Groves? We sure as hell hope so. Uh, lots going on in the world of boxing, but I think it's only fair that we cross over uh, to Nuremberg straight away, right at the start of the show, uh, to get the thoughts of uh, the team that are out there. Don McGuinness is out there on commentary. We've got Gareth Day Davis out there as well. Uh, we've also got the one and only Anthony Crawler knocking about. Uh, how are you, boys? Are you well? We're good. We're good. We're, We're in Nuremberg. We are all very good here. Thank you, Adam and Johnny. Um, I, I like the fact that we can hear the dulcet tones of yeah. Anthony Crawler, right? Because Anthony Crawler... <laughs> yeah. Double booked. Well, he's supposed to be working hard with us tonight, but he's double booked himself because he's got to obviously look after the corner of Callum Smith, haven't you, boy? I was meant to be on um, bucket duties, but um, now I'm, um, I'm with you all night. I've got oh, the green light. Only you so, can do um, that. Only you can do uh, that, Anthony. I, put, I dropped your name, John and Adam, so that's <laughs> one I would not like to have been around that conversation between Anthony and Joe when that happened. <laughs> uh, the, the hairdryer. Uh, Gareth, uh, what's the atmosphere like? I mean, it's coming through the speakers at this moment in time. It's absolutely booming. We were in Manchester last week. Uh, the the setup in that arena is tremendous. It does look very gladiatorial. But what's it like being out in Germany? What are the German fans like? Is it adding a little bit of extra? Well, this is a very historic place, as you know. I've got to say, Crawler here on my left, he's gone, he's gone from the streets to the ringside seats here tonight, boys. That's the point. And he's really, he's, yeah. he's grinning alongside me. Look, um, they've done a great job here, given that... Uh, um, Nicky Hulskin is, uh, is a late replacement for Callum Smith. We've had about nine bouts here already. We're about to go to the main event soon. It's absolutely jam-packed full. It's an ice arena, of course. 
Um, and we've had a massive football game here this afternoon. You could hear the chants as we all walked around the old Nazi headquarters here. Some very eerie places. The Germans are big fans of boxing. They're a bit more like a cricket crowd than a boxing crowd. There's <laughs> gentle ripples of applause around the boundary, if you like. But people here, they love their boxing and the place is just about full. Gareth, Gareth how have they reacted to, obviously, their main man not being in the fight in Jürgen Bremer, obviously it being a replacement with Nicky Holtz and a Dutch guy? Well, I'll, I'll tell you Eddie Hearn's reaction to it, OK? He sat down next to me and went, oh, he went, by gum, and he didn't use those actual words. <laughs> he went, by gum, mate. He went, do you know what? They've managed to fill the flaming place out. And in, in his that's, best cockney, that's a great, and it's no, that's a great absolutely impression. true. They, they, you know, Eddie was impressed when he worked in Eddie Hearn earlier. That for some reason... I don't think big events come here that often. I mean, the last time I was here was David Hay beating Nikolai Valuyev to win the, uh, the WBA heavyweight title. But I, there's a lot of big Turkish community here. There's a lot of Turkish fans in tonight. German Turks, of course. Um, Zinan Zamalzam, those kind of people used to box here. There's a big, big... Um, love of boxing in Germany. They're just not as raucous as our fans, the Crawler fans. Mm. Speaking of the Crawler fans, uh, Anthony, yep. we know that you're going to be back out in the not-too-distant future, so therefore I know that you've been in the gym working hard, as you always are. Um, you've been around Callum this week. With that change of opponent, what, uh, what demeanour have you picked up from the big man? No, I think it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't matter who they changed the opponent to. You, we all know Callum's a very laid-back kid. And um, you wouldn't know he's had a change of opponent. He's he's very professional, but he's super laid back, isn't he? And um, he just sees it as another fight. I mean, obviously, it's, it's certainly a change of styles. Mm. And you think all the camp of bringing in the southpaw sparring um, has that gone to waste. But you've got to be professional about it. You've got to adapt. And um, he's got to come through this to set up a huge showdown with George Groves. And uh, that's what he's focused on. Speaking of George Grove, Anthony, is he, is he uh, ringside at all? I've seen him on social media and talking to Felt, so uh, I'm quite sure yeah. he'll uh, have a BDI on this one. Yeah, of course he will. He's here with Shane McGuigan and um, a few friends and his missus. Um, he's in the hotel earlier. So, yeah, he's going to be up close and um, I'm sure he's not saw Callum up close too often. And um, he's going to, obviously, the injury, but um, that aside, he's going to be um, very keen, very um, keen, eye on, keen eye on the winner. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that you're with us all night, Anthony. Um, we'll send Gareth in with you later on, mate, to look after you once uh, Joe picks up on you after the fight. All right, sunshine. <laughs> He's uh, all right. He, he could be your bodyguard, no bother. Uh, gents, <laughs> we'll check back in with you a little bit later on, live from Nuremberg tonight. The fight, the ring walks get underway at around about 10 o'clock this evening, uh, and then the uh, action will be called by Don McGuinness. Anthony Crowley's just there, there and Gareth A. Davis out in Nuremberg from around about quarter past 10. In your boxing career, Johnny, have you ever had that last-minute change of opponent? Oh, my goodness, that's the only way I got my chance. <laughs> uh, listen, the, the, what happens is if you're, if you're a gym you live in the gym that's the advantage you take you take to get your, your, your opportunity I was in the who needs him club which means I, if you boxed me and won you didn't look good or, or you lost yeah. either way so I always had to be prepared to step in at long, short notice and many times when Joe Kazaki pulled out last minute that's why I got the opportunity once I became world champion I was probably one of the busiest world champions for the first two years because mm. Joe kept pulling out but I was always gym fit so I could step up in two weeks the, 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 the hard thing is when you have a 
change of opponent. We saw it with uh, Anthony Joshua and Carlos Tacom. Yeah. When you've when you've trained for somebody in particular mm. and the opponent's been changed, you're kind of deflated. You're, you're not as alert. You're not as as nervous because you think, you know what, this is going to be an easier job. So it's harder for Callum to stay focused. Trust me, no matter how cool he is, to stay focused and say, I've had this kid step in at uh, 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 less than two weeks' notice. He's had 13 fights. He's not boxed anybody of my caliber. Mm. So it's hard for him to 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 bring his hate his A game to the fire. So this will be another learning curve of his of his career. And I think this tournament has been so good for Callum because he's had to learn something every fight in prepare in, in preparing for every fight. So either way, I think it's it's a good lesson learned. And Bremer, a Southpaw, seasoned Southpaw, obviously used to uh, uh, be the light heavyweight champion. And this guy from the world of kickboxing, yeah. an orthodox fighter. That's another major factor. Exactly. To take so in. one thing you'll know he'll be fit. That without a doubt, he'll, he'll be tough without uh, without a doubt. They're saying he's a prospect. They've they've pulled him in. They've pulled him in. He was a standby. I think that's that that kind of pulls it a little bit because you look at his record. He's boxed nobody like Callum Smith. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's boxed nobody of, of that caliber of that level. So if he is a, a secret, and when he gets out, if he gives us something special. I'll be very surprised. But to me, I expect the final to be Callum, Callum and, and George Groves, which would be perfect, especially if it's in Manchester. Oh, it'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Um, we're going to get a little bit of a rundown on Nicky Holtson very, very shortly because Gareth has seen him do his thing in the world of uh, kickboxing. So make sure you stick around for that if you want to know a little bit more about the guy that Callum uh, is fighting tonight. This is your home for boxing. There's no need to go to the tellies. Keep it on the radio. <laughs> get yourself a nice little wine port or something like that and enjoy the dulcet tones of Don McGuinness, Gareth A. Davis and Anthony Crawler from a roundabout quarter past 10 this evening. There's a lot of other things going on in the world of boxing as well and I think it's only fair that we get the big stories. Now, apart from uh, opponents pulling out on uh, various people in tournaments, uh, the big story this week uh, from British and Irish shores... Andy Lee calling time on his career, Johnny. 33 yeah. years of age, the former WBO middleweight champion of the world. Are you surprised that he's gone? Um, I think you've got certain fighters of a certain level. And when they box reach a certain level, it's hard for them to, to find that lift, to find that drive, to get up at stupid o'clock in the morning, mm. to, to prepare for anything less than world championship level. So I think with Andy Lee, it's about the passion, about the desire, and it's about his pride. He's saying, you know what? I've done what I wanted to do. I don't love this game enough to be boxing anything less than world level. So I get it. I understand that. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. And it takes a lot of fighters at least five years to get out of the system mm. once they say, I'm out of here. So uh, good luck to him, no, no matter what he does. He's kind of already had two years because he's <laughs> been very inactive, hasn't he, since obviously Billy Joe Saunders beat him yeah. and took his world title off him. As you've said, he climbed the mountain, he reached the peak. Yeah. What else is there for yeah, him so to achieve in the game? quenched up there, it's hard for you to perform for anything less. I suppose it's like being top of the bill and the next minute you're... you're, you're uh, a warm-up, uh, you know, yeah. four o'clock in the afternoon. It's, it, once you've reached world level, it's very, very hard to step back. And that's when you're, you're tussling with your pride and self-belief. Uh, the second big story of the week is... You're going to see him on TV once again tonight. Naz going in savage. <laughs> savage. Oh. He, he was savage, wasn't Listen, he? Listen, only Naz could say that. Only Naz could get away with that because he was an elite champion. But... I think I'm trying to figure out what he was good to that. The, the fact that he, he he put his dough on on uh, on Eubank. Oh to yeah, begin he, tip, with, he tipped him early, don't he? And then threw him under the bus That's at the it. end of the fight. That's now, what we all do as pundits, don't yeah, we? That's right. So, so yeah, <laughs> but but the thing is, how he did it, I thought, wow, that's like cold. 
you, you, you think it, but you don't say it. Mm. But I, I, I kind of probably disagree. I wouldn't say jacking. I'd say you've got to make some serious decisions, Junior, as in regards to... He's not made any difference in regards to his boxing ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, his fitness, yes. His uh, tempo, yes. But since he lost to Billy Joe Saunders, how he's improved as a technician, as a, as a boxer. Yeah. And Naz was trying to push that forward to say, you're trying to tell me to believe in you. Then all of a sudden you're putting on performance like that. I thought it was cold. Mm. It was a great talking point, but I thought it was cold. I thought, well, go on, you Naz, go on, you mate. Uh, hopefully, Gareth A. Davis will get their hands on Naz later on, and maybe we'll get a bit of that savagery uh, on uh, on TalkSport later on. But regarding Eubank Jr., you are right. He's got all the things that you can't teach. Yep. Heart of a lion. Yep. He's tough. He's willing to go forward. He's willing to fight. But the technicalities need work, and therefore maybe a step down in weight and, a ch- and definitely a change of trainer. Number one, he's the middleweight. He's not a super middleweight. George Groves is a light heavyweight guy getting out to super middleweight. Yep. So it showed. It was like a complete weight difference, number one. Number two, I was in the gym with Billy John Saunders a couple of days after, and he said, well, I showed you the blueprint how to beat this kid. And he said, I only trained for six rounds for that fight, and I beat him. So so what it says is, it, the blueprint to beating Junior is, if you're box and you're fit and you're confident, keep him on the jab. Don't get involved. If you get involved with a war... He'll tear you up because you look at the rest of his record, he's beating everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, so Junior's got to think to himself, how do I address this? Now, now, no fighter in the world, his father said, my son doesn't need a trainer. I, I saw Chris in the daytime, uh, senior in the daytime. My son doesn't need a trainer. Muhammad Ali needed a trainer. David Beckham needed Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Naz needed Brendan. Yeah. Don't tell me that you need guidance. Someone to say, this is what you need to do. So hopefully, this is a massive wake-up call for... for a precocious talent in, in junior uh, and hopefully he can he can file it down and say right I'm back again I'm back in the mix the third big story of the week is this Johnny might have a different opinion than me on this one <laughs> but I love the fact right that not only did George Groves fight the last one minute 30 seconds of that fight last weekend with one arm yeah but this week, he refused to pay the sanctioning fees for the IBO and oh. therefore chucked that belt in the bin, my friend. Nothing wrong with that, my brother. On Nothing this show, on many occasions, I've gone on and said, WBA, give it a tick. WBC, yeah. give it yeah. a tick. IBF, give it a tick. Yeah. WBO, give it a tick. IBO. <laughs> Put listen, it in the bin. Listen, this is what's happening now. So fights are now becoming more important than the belts. The governing bodies don't do themselves any favours when they come out with all these with a, they come out with certain ridiculous rules they do. So now the fighters, the fans want to see the fighters and say, right, this is more important to us. So yeah, he's basically saying, I don't want your belt. Everybody wants the green belt. Everybody wants, everybody wants the three, four belts in the hand. I was WBO champion. I wasn't happy. I want to be WBC champion, WBA champion, IBF champion. I wasn't happy. I, I won the WBF heavyweight champ, uh, title. I gave it away. I won the WBU heavyweight title. I gave it away. I said, that's not me. I'm not interested. Those that know, know. Yeah. Those, those that, that know, 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 they know. <laughs> well done, George Groves. George Groves wins. He sticks the IBO in the bin. And there you go. There's the big stories from this week. I've got, I've got, I've got to take my hat off to him for that. Yeah. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. It, WBA regular next. Yeah. All the, what it is, for those that don't know, for those that don't follow too much boxing, basically there are what we would class as four main sanctioning bodies, obviously the fifth being the IBO. But every single time there is a fight sanctioned by one of those bodies, there is a sanctioning fee. Yes. There and is. there's a few quid involved and some people get their pockets lined, hence yeah. 
that why all these belts keep getting made. And yeah. that's probably one of the biggest gripes of a lot of boxing fans because you get an, an interim, then you get an yeah. international, then you get a continental, then you get a regular, yeah. then you get a super, all in the same weight category. So you could have five guys, say, at super middleweight, all holding belts, thinking that yeah. they're world champion. Exactly. So therefore, if you're, if you're Joe Bloggs in the street saying, well, actually, who is champion? Who's the What's man? going on? And so I, I rate George for doing it because it's it, 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 the IBO will be thinking, oh, my goodness, what are you doing? You're making us look bad. They'll put somebody else in. But this is what fighters should should probably start doing to tidy up, to, to, to sort out the confusion. Because even fighters thinking, well, who is the champion? You've got IBO, WBF, WBC, mm-hmm. you know, all these all these other titles. And so you just got to think to yourself, we've got to tie this up, you know, for, for the good of our own sport. So for Josh to say, you're not having my dough, keep your belt, good on him. Uh, now, we are obviously the home of boxing. You listen to Talk Sport. Um, next week, I've just let Johnny know this, and I know that we mentioned Nazi's name in the top three there, but there's a, there's a hot rumour that the Pocket Rocket himself will be coming to join us uh, live commentary for the Kell Brook fight. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. He's yeah. back in Sheffield. So if, so if, if TalkSport is shut down by Monday of next week, it's because Naz has gone in. <laughs> He's got a little blue. He has gone in. <laughs> uh, now, tonight we're going to be live from Nuremberg. Commentary coming for you from around about 10 o'clock this evening. It's Callum Smith versus Nicky Holson in the second semi-final. We're going to go back to Nuremberg next because hopefully Eddie Hearn will be waiting for us. You're listening to TalkSport. Fight Night Live. Exclusive commentary of Callum Smith versus Nicky Hogson live from Germany on TalkSport. Uh, lots to talk about on Fight Night Live tonight with myself, Adam Catterall and Johnny Nelson. Uh, Nuremberg is the destination for the second semi-final of the World Boxing Super Series. This is your home for boxing. You're listening to Talk Sport. Make sure you're with us throughout the whole course of the night because not only will you be getting live an exclusive commentary of the second semi-final tonight between Callum Smith and Nicky Holson, uh, but there's lots of debate as well to come your way. And that debate starts now because uh, in Nuremberg at this moment in time, with his headphones on, ready to talk to us, is a man that is bringing us quite a lot of fights in the not-too-distant future. Um, we are in Sheffield next week. Then we've got Los Angeles. Then we've Mr. got... Mr. Boxing. Oh, Mr. Boxing, yeah. Mr. Then we've boxing. got a little bit of all 2 action. <laughs> then we're off to Cardiff, and that's all just happening over the next four weeks. It is, of course, Eddie Hearn. Eddie, how are you? You well? I'm very well. I'm, well, I'm hot. I'm sitting under these wonderful lights at the World Boxing Super Series. Uh, I'm sitting next to Anthony Crawler. I've got Gareth A. Davis here. Mm. Things couldn't be better. Have you got your roll neck on tonight? Have you got the... <laughs> you know I, what? I, I've seen you knocking you know about what? in that this week. Do you know what? I bought about seven of them in seven different colours. <laughs> and one of them is on tonight. But you know what's good? Like I've, I've noticed coming to these shows, obviously, when I'm not promoting, oh, it's great. I went up to the VIP. I had a little, some kind of uh, vegetable pasta. I had a couple of pints. <laughs> little spritzer. Yeah. I'll tell you what, this is what I, I, said to, I said to Callum Smith and Joe Gallagher, I think I'm just going to be an advisor. Yeah. This is so much easier than being a promoter. Well, listen, yeah, this, exactly. well, this week you've been racking up the air miles because I've seen that you've been out in America, obviously then back here, then over to Nuremberg uh, for this weekend. We'll start in America, shall we? Because obviously uh, we're dead excited about KTU uh, hopefully unifying uh, later on this year. One of the things that came off the back of you being out there and talking to uh, American press was the, the opportunity maybe for AJ to be out there in August. Can you tell us more? Yeah, I think it's a, you know definitely a part of the, the longer-term plan for AJ to box in America. Um, I think it's inevitable in 2018 and you know it could be next obviously we want the Deontay Wilder fight you know I was talking to uh, Gareth earlier about it and he's you know sometimes you hear a lot of bluster oh these guys are running from me oh I'll do anything to come there I'll come to England but they miss out a vital bit of the news which is at a deal that's unacceptable so you know at an acceptable deal of course we'll fight Deontay Wilder next I couldn't stop Anthony Joshua from fighting Deontay Wilder next because the only thing he's interested in 
He's becoming the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world and testing himself. Mm. And first, we have a big test on March the 31st against Joseph Parker. Incidentally, Wilder has a big test as well against uh, Ortiz. Mm. But, you know, it's the biggest fight in world boxing. So, you know, people talk about, oh, Eddie Hearn doesn't want to make it. Listen, you don't think I want to make the biggest fight in world boxing? Of course I do. Mm. Um, but, obviously, the deal's got to be right. And, you know, you can't criticise Anthony Joshua. He's had 20 fights. In his 21st fight, it's the fifth defence of his world title, and it's his second unification fight in 21 fights. Yeah. He's been a pro for, like, three, four years. Wilder's been a pro for, I think, nearly 10 years. He's nearly had 40 fights. He hasn't even had a unification yet. So don't worry about us. Don't worry about Anthony Joshua. He'll give the fans exactly what they want to see. I fancy a bit of that pay-per-view money. Be nice, some of that uh, oh, American exactly. pay-per-view money. It's good, that, yes. isn't it, over there? It is, yeah. <laughs> it's about 90. I mean, you know, imagine, imagine that I, I mean, I, I get absolutely uh, cane for everything I do anyway. And, you know, imagine the abuse I'd get if I stepped up the price to $99. That's what, what it is in America. Know, exactly. $99. I mean, some are $69, but the biggies are $99. I mean, that's 70 quid. Mm. 75 quid. I mean, uh, you know, but there you go. Um, I, promise, I promise you I won't do that. Yeah, you, I was just about to say. You just uh, told 2019. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you must be extremely excited, though, with the, with the schedule that is lined up now over the next month or so. Because there's some absolute barnstormers here on TalkSport, of course. Next week, we're in Sheffield for Kelbrook's comeback. Really excited to see him at £154. Mm. And then as we progress, we've got Scott Quigg having a go at another world title over in Los Angeles. Then Dillian and Lucas Brown. Then we've got AJ. Then we've got Amir. You know, I mean, the list is endless. A lot you, missed of people... that, hey, you missed that bell you hay on the end as well. Don't it's you really, it's, it's a brilliant, It's a brilliant schedule coming up. And I'm so excited about next weekend with Kelbrook. You know, who's had a rough old ride, obviously, Gennady Golovkin and Errol Spence. And I'm nervous about next week because it's crunch time. You know, his career's on the line and he's moving up to 154 pounds. Obviously, he's had the two operations on his eye sockets. Mm. And um, Rabchenko's not an easy guy to fight coming back. You know, he can punch. He loves to come forward. It's a massive bill in Sheffield. You know, you've got Gamalia fight against Gavin McDonnell as well, which is just a brilliant domestic fight. Dave Allen trying to win the Commonwealth heavyweight title. So I think he's going to have all 7,000 in the arena behind him. And, uh, you know, moving on to Scott Quigg against Oscar Valdez for the WBO uh, featherweight title. Just a stunning fight. The styles are going to mix so well in that fight. I think Scott's got a great chance to become a two-weight world champion. Dillian White, Lucas Brown, like you said, I think it's the best fight outside of the, the heavyweight world titles right now. AJ Parker's just going to be electric. And, you know, Amir's return and, and of course, Bell, Bellew against Hay, Katie Taylor trying to unify in New York and even a, a next-gen tomorrow night in Manchester. Mm. You know, great fights on the card there. Of course, Lewis Ritson defending his British title against Joe Murray. It's non-stop. It is non-stop. And Johnny's already obviously already in <laughs> Manchester for tomorrow night's uh, Are you going to join us, Are you going to be back yeah, I'll be time? there. I'll be there, of course. Of oh course he has. He's got his seventh roll next to where, mate, tomorrow <laughs> exactly. night. No, no roll next tomorrow. We're going cash for next gen. <laughs> really? It's Manchester, yeah. mate. It's absolutely yeah, trusty down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But regarding... But go on, Gareth, I'll give yeah, you the man. Yeah, yeah, gents, one of the big things I think we should ask Eddie tonight, he's on the advisory panel for the World Boxing Super Series. One of the big questions we've all been asking all week is, can George Groves, whose arm's in a sling, by the way, he's here, his arm's in a sling tonight, can George Groves, Eddie, possibly fight on June the 2nd? What's your take on it? You're on well, the advisory uh, panel, yeah. and should the WBSS wait for George to be fit if Callum comes through tonight? Uh... I think there's absolutely no chance he'll be ready by June the 2nd, to be honest with you. And I don't think it really matters, to be honest with you. I mean, 
look, this is a, a great tournament, and I think tournaments are great in general, but the truth is it's about the fights. It's not about the semi-finals and the finals. It's just people want to see the winner of tonight, which I believe will be Callum Smith, against George Groves. People want to see Chris Eubank against George Groves. They saw it. It doesn't matter if it was in the quarters, the semis or the finals. All that matters is that we get to see the fights that, that we want. And as fans, this format sometimes gives you a better opportunity to see that. I don't think that within the time period we would have seen Groves, Eubank and Groves Smith. So who cares if you have to wait till September? I mean... It's not going to affect anyone's lives. Is it? We're just going to sell less tickets, going to sell less pay-per-views. No, of course not. Actually, it's going to give you more time to build it. So, but, but George has been very quiet all week. Gents, back in the studio. I mean, mm. the consensus back home, isn't it, that Callum wins tonight? We've got to see him against George. Surely, yeah. Johnny yeah, Adam. Abs absolutely. That's exactly what everybody wants. But yeah. I understand what Eddie's saying there. My, my question would be, Eddie, regarding that then, would that be in the World Boxing Super Series, that yeah, fight, no, or yeah, would it yeah, happen I, outside of the I, jurisdiction I, time? No, in, in the series, in the final, I mean... The jurisdiction, the jurisdiction is just a time frame set in an ideal world. Boxing is not an ideal world. We don't live in an ideal world. Mm. You can't expect elite fights to take place. I mean, I'm, I'm astonished that there was no injuries in the cruiserweight tournament. Yeah. These guys are big beasts who were taking heavy duty. I mean, you know, Gassiev against Dorticus was a war. So was Usyk against uh, Bradis. And both guys come out injury-free. It's incredible. And Gassiev uh, shook mine and Eddie's hand as yeah. he came in. So I tell you what, he's got buckets. I know. And I think, one day, buckets. I think one day you may see him against Joshua. And I back, I back Gassiev to wow. beat Usyk in the final wow. as well. I think he's a real talent. I think he's tough as old boots. And, um, you know, I, I, just, I just feel that at the end of the day, these, these parameters are put in the tournament yeah. for the structure of the tournament. But the fans don't care. The fans don't care whether the fight's in July or September. They just want to see the fight. So I'm sure the series will... I would think George is being told at the moment to be very positive in his comments about his, his shoulder. But even if it's just a dislocation with no tendon or ligament damage, he's not going to be able to punch for another five, six, seven weeks. So let's, I, I, let's make sure that when the final does happen... Both guys are in the best of health, so we get I, the best possible fight. I totally agree with that. If uh, being the next fighter myself, I just think to myself, you know what? It doesn't matter when it happens, as long as it's the next fight for both fighters. Mm. And 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 yeah, George has got to be fully fit because, say for instance, they did fight in June, and George said my shoulder wasn't fully fully uh, fully repaired then there's going to be the argument oh that wasn't fair you know what let these boys take the time yeah. the tournament can wait the tournament can say you know what we'll sit we'll sit tight for the final you guys have earned your position don't slip anybody else in as a standing replacement it's got to be between the winner of tonight and George Groves bit June J July September or whenever yeah. get the fight on then and then fair is fair it's like George throwing the w IBO title away he's saying now this is about boxing. It's not about business. This is boxing. So, yeah, totally agree with that. I think it's the yeah, other, get, the, get the winners in together. The other thing, Johnny, Eddie, Adam, is that um, I think today the Ring magazine installed George as the number one in the world yeah, at super middleweight that. as well. Yeah. So, so these are important things going on behind the scenes, in my view. There's a rumour as well that if Callum wins tonight, and maybe Eddie can uh, clear this up, I know that he's against a poor opponent, but there's a chance that he might get his Ring magazine uh, standings boosted as well. So who knows, that World Super Series final might get a Ring magazine belt on the line in the, for the Super Middleweight. Yeah, the Ring magazine rules are quite straightforward, actually. Uh, one has to fight two, but one can fight three if approved by the ratings panel. We've actually mm. got a situation at the moment with a heavyweight world title where we're applying for Joseph Parker against uh, Anthony Joshua to be for the vacant title. But, of course, everybody wants to see uh, Wilder against um, against Joshua. So yeah. I think the ring mag are going to wait to see how or uh, Wilder does against Ortiz. We will apply. And, um, you know, if, if he doesn't box well against Ortiz or certainly loses, I think the ring mag 
uh, belt would be on the line for Joshua against Parker as well, which would be great. Top man, Eddie. I'll let you get back to the bar. Go and enjoy your spritzer. All right, guys. Take care. <laughs> uh, stick around. You are listening to uh, TalkSport, your home for boxing. Uh, tonight, we've got the World Boxing Super Series second semi-final between Callum Smith and Nicky Holson. Uh, that's going to be live uh, from around about 10, 10, 15 tonight. So make sure you stick with us on TalkSport. Coming up next, seeing as that he's out in Germany and his arm's in a sling, I think we'll get George Groves on the show. Don't go anywhere. Fight Night Live from Germany on TalkSport. Uh, this is your home for boxing. You're listening to Talk Sport. I'm Adam Cattrall. Johnny Nelson with me in the studio. Um, we've got lots to talk about tonight from the world of boxing. Live commentary coming up for you around about half an hour from now. Let's get back over to Nuremberg because uh, Don McGuinness, who's going to be calling the fight for you uh, later on, is currently alongside George Grobs. Hello, Mandy. Thank you, Adam. Yes, ringside here. There's an interested spectator. He's looking very well as well. There's a tiny little mark under your left eye, George. I know you've had a sling with you as well because... The million-dollar question that I've got to ask you first and foremost, apart from congratulations still from last week, is how is that shoulder? It's good, it's good. I mean, um, we see the doctors this week. Um, he, we dislocated the shoulder in the 12th round of the fight. Uh, there's no hiding from that. Everyone was playing to see. But we had it put back in that night um, in Manchester and some MRI scans, and we see the specialist on Monday uh, for a full update. Uh, but we're very confident that, um, we're, you know, we're not going to miss this final, which I mean, um, we've got enough time to prepare. Uh, so, you know, we're going to know a little bit more Monday, but we're, you know, we're in a confident frame of mind. You're not going to miss the final. I think everyone would agree with you there that you have to be in the final regardless. But is it going to be the final on June the 2nd or is it going to be a revised date, do you feel? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I think... The most important thing is that obviously you want the final, you want the two best guys and you want them to be both fully fit. So um, we'll be looking at dates. I'm not sure exactly how confirmed June 2nd was, but um, I've boxed a quarterfinal successfully. The semi-final last week was a huge pay-per-view event. The, the tournament, you know, are so excited about that fight and about me. I'm the number one seed. Um, it wouldn't be right if I wasn't competing in the final or, or the winner tonight is not competing in the final. So, you know, we, we, we've got a late sub come in for this semi-final at my weight tonight, uh, which is acceptable. But come final, you want to see the guys who have boxed their way there. Um, I'm WBA champion in the world. I'm Ring Magazine rated best super middleweight in the world. I'm number one seed in the Ali Trophy and I'm going to win the Ali Trophy. So um, yeah, no one's keeping me out of this tournament. Uh, come to the final summertime. You've already mentioned this fight then tonight, obviously, Nicky Hoskin is the late replacement for Callum Smith. Do you fully expect Callum to do the business and do it reasonably well tonight? He should do. On paper, it should be a foregone conclusion. The guy's had success in a different sport. He's a kickboxer, so um, a relative novice pro. He's unbeaten. Um, he's got the element of surprise. I mean... Smith would have been prepared his whole camp against the South for Jurgen Bremer, who he knows. So he'd have been disrupted this week. He's um, he's definitely a thinker. He's the sort of fighter you, you've heard him say it before in the past. His family, his brothers have boxed. They've said it about him before. He needs to keep his head. So um, he's away from home. He's had a change of plan. You know, as that stressed him out this week, you know, he looked to see him um, show up at the arena earlier. And um, he didn't look full. He didn't look... Um, awake you know he looked a little bit subdued so maybe this is a little bit of an anti-climax for him now he certainly doesn't want to look past 
the opponent you know that he's facing um, he could come unstuck but ultimately it should be a foregone conclusion he should win win well look good um, in a couple of rounds and that's the all British final that we want obviously could be another humdinger yeah I mean that's what I want you know what I mean I um, I've been guilty of fighting a few Brits lately but uh, it really has captured the public's imagination the um, the tournament has gone from strength to strength in the UK, um, which is uh, building a fan base in itself. Um, obviously, my fight with Eubank, of an all-British affair, was, you know, was a big, a big show last weekend, and I think me, me and Smith will eclipse it, you know, um, because we we both, you know, been professional so much longer. We're both more like, legitimate world champions. It'll be a unification fight. Come. You know, come in the summertime, so... Uh, and your chin this brother. And our boxing brother a few years ago, Paul, he's here, and um, so we have a little bit of history. I have a little bit of history with the family, so um, Paul will be giving him the inside scoop. But I think all he'll be able to say is that he didn't see the jabs coming, and uh, he's never been hit so hard in all his life, so... Uh, yeah, Callum's got that to look forward to as well. Congratulations on the ring ranking as well. I know that's a proud moment for you, number one ring magazine. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I don't know what I've got to do. We try and campaign, try and get the ring magazine belt on the line for the final. So um, if this tournament is as prestigious as everyone sort of is claiming, UG's the number one, number two, but Smith's ranked number three. So we get number one, number three fight for that belt it's another thing to add to you know to you know to the accolades and uh yeah that'll be a very very you know, big moment but it's a proud moment for me now just to be ranked number one in the world it's no good me keep telling people it's nice to get the recognition well just a very quick word with your trainer shane mcguigan who's alongside you as well i mean you must have had a great week shane and, and it's onwards and upwards and it's just this shoulder issue once that you know the information is clear on that then we we, we move on again yeah exactly you know we just got it's a waiting game now we're going to get the um, the best guy in the country to have a, have a look and uh, and sit down on the Monday and, and we can you know we're going to make a decision. But as George stated, you know this tournament needs uh, you know the winner of tonight versus George Grove. So uh, right now it's just a waiting game. Thank you very much, gents. Enjoy your evening. You've got a night off, so just enjoy the boxing and all the very best. Back to you, Adam. Cheers, Dom. Fantastic conversation there. It's always good when you speak to a fighter yeah. who's relaxed. He's content with his, his being. He's obviously, I think we got a lot of that off the back of the uh, Chudanov fight at, uh, at Bramall Lane. But then, as he just mentioned there, when the Ring magazine turned around and said, you're the number one in the in the world at you, in your weight class, you, you, you can see he's he's walking on uh, on yeah. cushions there, yeah. isn't he? It's a, it's a great lift because you know you recognise world, worldwide and uh, and very few fighters have uh, are in that position. It might be not for too long, but you're in that position. So And you can always say that. I'm sure I was there one bit. I'm sure I was there once, but it's a great feeling. Uh, and for George, George, you know what? He deserves it. He deserves mm. it. He's put the work in. He's had to go through the mill, uh, go through. He's he's he's, he's rolled the waves uh, of this game with your your, your James the Gales, your 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 uh, uh, um, your Badu Jacks. Your Badu Jacks. Yeah. So you know what? It's payback time. So. Like it or not, he's, he's, he deserves where he is. How impressed were you with him last week? I mean... Oh, my goodness. Before the fight, people said, what do you think of the fight? So, remember, the hype's behind Eubank Jr. You think, how this kid's going on and everything? It's all made for him. And, and my reply was, this fight is for George to lose. Mm. Basically, me saying, on paper, this is a done deal for George. The only reason why George loses this fight is if he gets talked into 
into junior style of fighting. Yeah. George has the experience, he has the wisdom, he has the weight, he has the power, he has a better, better jab. If he neglects that, if he neglected that and was was talked into an argument... But you're uh, a fighter, listen, you're a fighter. Come on, man, how hard is that not to get talked exactly, into an exactly. argument? Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. So it's very hard. My my chief sparring partner when I sparred, uh, when I was boxing, was Buster Keaton, John Buster Keaton. Keaton was a fighter. He'd stand there toe-to-toe on a slam here and, and smash, and he said... He actually finds boxing harder than fighting. Yeah. He said, I don't understand what you're saying. He said, because you've got to think about what you're doing. Let the shots go. Move left to right. He said, I just walk you down, try and smash you. So he, so to me, he's saying that's harder. So for George to do that, that shows mental, physical uh, discipline to control the pace of your opponent. Mm. Uh, n- negate where you want him to be, when he wants to let, let the shots go. And when you've got that off to for a tee. For a full 36 yeah, minutes. Like when you've got that's that proper. off to a tee, like Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather's an elite, elite at doing that. When you You've got a fight like that. You're controlling everything he does, and and actually, uh, Junior made made George look like Sugar Ray because G- George would get away with so many things. And after a while, he was comfortable. He was doing it with one hand, but he sh- once his shoulder had gone out, and that's the difference. That's the art of boxing, not fighting. It's the art of boxing. If you can box, you can box anybody, and that's why you know from a gym that that's what we concentrate on. The technique, technique is everything. If you've got technique, nine times out of ten, a good box will always be. A good fire. Uh, what I did like as well in the second half of that fight, as you just mentioned, the the, the difference between being a boxer and being a fighter, um, George obviously did feel comfortable, felt very, very confident. Yeah. And post six rounds, every now and again, he didn't do it for the full round, but every now and again for 30 seconds, he'd go toe to toe, he'd swing a bit of leather, yeah, you know so, what I mean? Just so, to tough it out, just to show I'm the man. And when you're boxing, it gives you longevity. When you're a fighter, you look at Mike Tyson, as a young man, you know, you look at his style, his style back in history, you'll go to Sonny Liston, you'll, you'll go to uh, uh, Floyd Patton, you go to fighters that have that toe to toe style. Yeah. As a young man, when you've got the reactions, you've got the speed, you've got that snap, it works. But when you get older, you do not get a Away with that. That's when you get. That's when you get dealt with. And so, what what George has done, he's managed to 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 use that boxing ability. To now, at the age he is, to to say, right, this is how it's done. But you've got to go through experiences, good and bad, to get wisdom. And now, now Junior is in that position. It's happened to him twice now. Mm. If he's if he does not learn from this, I would probably agree with Naz and say walk away. He's got to look back and think, right, this has happened twice now. I've been schooled twice. What is going wrong? If he doesn't. I'd agree with Naz and say walk away. You've got to be smart. It's a real watershed moment for Eubank Jr. right at this moment in time, I feel. I think he has to make those changes, not only just for himself and his own game and trying yeah. to achieve what he wants to achieve, but for the fans as well. The fans aren't daft. The fans know the score. He's coming all week, talking the talk. It didn't necessarily live up to it with walk the walk, but as he walks out of that arena, one thing that he will go away with from a fan's point of view is that he's got heart. And people love that. Heart, people yeah. love that. Yeah. So now they know he's got the heart. Go away and make the technical... Changes that you need in order to kick on with your this career. This won't be done overnight. We're talking a year, two years. Uh, but whoever Would you wh- advise him to maybe take about a five, six month rest out of the ring? Don't do anything uh, no, 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 and no, go and work. Not really, no. Not really, no. Because I'd say always be gym fit. Always tick over and be gym fit. Yeah, but I mean that. But out the, out the limelight, as in you're not in the ring competing. Yes. You're in the gym working so on the yeah, t- yeah. You're working on what and you're working on. And that's what he can do. And that's what he can do. But then he's got to decide who he goes to and is he going to listen to him? Is he capable of listening to a, tra- a coach? Now, I know he was, with, he was at, with Adam Booth for a short while. Adam would be fantastic. And Adam would be fantastic for him there are trainers out there I tell you a trainer if you wanted to go overseas I would actually say go to Virgil Hunter Virgil Hunter is one of the few old school trainers 
left. He understands. He has that that knowledge of an old school attitude. What about left. Floyd Senior? Uh, Floyd Senior, no. Nah. You go Virgil yeah, or Adam? Booth? I'd say Virgil or Adam move this side of the water. Mm. Or of course, you know, I'm going to shout Dominic Ingle. Go to Ingle Gym. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. But that, what I'm saying, you've got to be prepared. To, to you've got to swallow and say, right, I've got to be humble here. Look at Billy Joe Saunders. Look how his career's turned around. Because if you go to a gym that produces boxes, yeah. technical boxes, then you will get produce brilliance. Our gym produced four world champions, mm. eight, Brit- eight, eight uh, European champions, 16 British and Commonwealth champions. So they're doing something right. So you look at gyms like that and think, right, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. There's no fighter in the world, you can tell me, doesn't need a trainer. So when when, when Tina said that, I thought, I think that's just for a soundbite because he can't really believe that. It's just how it is. Mm. Uh, you're listening to uh, TalkSport. This is Fight Night Live, your home for boxing. We're here every single week, slightly earlier tonight, so I hope you're enjoying the show. We've got live and exclusive commentary coming up with the World Boxing Super Series second semi-final between Callum Smith uh, and Nicky Holson. Uh, who's Nicky Holson? I hear you here. Well, coming up next, Gareth A. Davis from Nuremberg is going to give us a little bit of information on this kickboxer. Don't go anywhere. I believe you know, I'm good enough to win the tournament and if that's the case then I should be good enough to beat Nicky on Saturday. I know that he's a phenomenal and great talent and strong boxer but I know for myself I'm that too so uh, could go uh, either way. I'm here to do a job and that's win regardless of who's in the opposite corner. Exciting times coming up in a little over 15 minutes. We're going to be back in Nuremberg for a little bit of Callum Smith versus uh, Nicky Holson. Nicky Holson, a kickboxer. We'll find out a little bit more about him in a minute. But regarding Callum Smith, you've covered many of his fights, Johnny, uh, down the years. A super middleweight, a very big super middleweight. A kid that should really be a light heavyweight. But he seems to be able to make this weight uh, quite comfortably. Um, Regarding uh, his technical uh, attributes, where do you rate him? I think Callum Smith is nowhere near the finished article he he will be or should be or could be. I think this tournament has been the best thing that could have happened to him because you look at the his his opponents uh, uh, so far they've built up they've they've got better uh, and 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 therefore he's improved him slowly but surely but now he was thrown in 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 depth uh, and in his last fight I thought people said he, he didn't perform to the best of his ability because oh I didn't look great because mm. he didn't get rid of him I thought he learned so much from that fight because he knew then he was win in with a, a Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. World operator. Yeah. Uh, and, and so he showed he had uh, staying power. He showed his boxing ability. He's just got to feel comfortable to say, right, I belong in this division. And I think that was it. That's what he needed. This fight tonight will not give him that feeling. This fight tonight, he'll learn nothing from mm. it. Um, um, apart from what's happening outside the ring of having to deal with opponent, last minute opponent. But I think his last fight was the best thing that could have happened to him to improve him as a fighter. So therefore, in preparation for the Groves fight, if he does win, uh, he can't do anything more. He can't prepare any more. So, so for him, I think he's an unfinished uh, item, but I think he's a, a very talented, big individual. It's heartbreaking, that, isn't it? Because tonight's fight, if it would have been Jürgen Bremer, a former world champion, obviously at light heavyweight, if he comes through that and he beats him in his own backyard, the confidence that he bounces into yeah. a final with against George Groves is palpable. Tonight, though, it's kind of but like he's supposed to pe- win. Yeah, that's right. People do not understand. When you're boxing, it's not just about physical preparation it's about mental preparation so these little things that they, to give you that confidence you've got to train the mind as well as training the body so there's no point in having a a, a magnificent body and then your mind's just weak so 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 Callum's got to go in there completely confident sure of himself to say right I can do this because I know I can do it he's got to be in there going mm. as a confident individual and know he's he's earned his stripes to say right I deserve to be here and once you've got to that position then Anybody that's in front of you, you you're you're a fair match. You say, right, I deserve to be there. Now we've got an equal fight going on. Mm. So it's just one of those things for Callum. Mm. Uh, well, let's find out a little bit more about the guy that he's fighting tonight. Nicky Holson's the last-minute replacement for Jürgen Bremer. He pulled out earlier on this week. Uh, we know he's Dutch. We know he's a former kickboxer. One man that loves a bit of kickboxing. Every time he sees no Johnny, way. chucks in a lovely high kick. <laughs> uh, it is the one and only Mr. Gareth A. Davis, who's with me on a week-by-week basis. But he's out in Nuremberg, as you can hear right at this moment in time, uh, awaiting those ring walks. Gareth... Tell us a little bit about Nicky Holson. Listen, I've only got one head kick. Johnny runs, but I know he'd beat me senseless <laughs> if, I, if he ever got a hold of me. Um, look, Nicky Holson's a, a very tough man, um, six foot tall. Um, he's, he's had 105 kickboxing bouts, but this is a boxing match. He's a very, very tough fighter. You know, he's been in. Um, a lot of the boxing fans won't know this listening tonight, but he has been in with some of the modern greats of kickboxing. A guy called Raymond Daniels, for one, yep. who's a six-foot-two welterweight, who, you know I talk about Nureyev when, when I speak of people like Roy Jones. This guy was the Roy Jones Jr. of kickboxing, uh, Raymond Daniels. Holtzkin's got two victories over him a couple of years back. Um, he's, a, he's got some very good body shots, got very good left hook. Um, he's a very proud man from a traveler background in Holland. Um, look, we know he's a novice as a boxer. There, you know, there's people on his record who aren't even known in their own front room. Um, so we know that he's he, he's a novice boxer in many ways. I've just been trundling over with George Groves over in the corner, which is uh, why uh, Matt Smith, our producer, was chasing me to come back to top table here. But George said he's never even heard of this guy. He hasn't even bothered looking him up. What George did say, as he said, oh, I think it's very interesting, is that 
Um, what Callum mustn't do tonight is underestimate this guy. He's, mm. Look, kickboxers fight in a very upright stance with their chins in the air. It's the way they fight to throw their knees and, and kicks to the body. Yeah. Um, Holtzkin will advance. He will come with a very aggressive strategy. Um, and I think it'll play into Callum's hands, frankly. Um, my feeling is that, that Holtzkin is probably a style that will really suit Callum tonight. And I think Callum will look really sharp. I know George thinks he looks a bit sleeper. I think he'll be very sharp. Holtzkin will deliver, I think, an exciting fight for about six minutes. He'll bring his all. He's been here. I've um, seen him in the back rooms earlier. He's a very kind of handsome, tanned um, kind of model-looking guy. No, he looks fantastic. He's got the false tan tattoos, the blonde hair. Do you know what? He's going to enjoy himself in a nightclub later on when he's been stopped around the sixth round, I think. But he's got a lot of fans here, you know. A lot of people travel with him. There's a big biker gang or something just to my left, all in their black... Uh, they're, 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 I don't know what they're doing here, but maybe maybe they're Holtzkin's family. I don't want to upset them. <laughs> Gareth, just regarding, I mean, me and you follow a lot of mixed martial arts. Regarding Nicky Holtzkin's technique tonight, I know that you mentioned the upright stance and that he would fight quite uh, with his chin in the air because that's how kickboxers are there in order to be able to throw leg kicks. But the way that they throw feints as well comes from a different part of the body, a lot of hip movement. That's going to telegraph in the world of boxing and Callum should be able to pick him off quite comfortably. Yeah, that, that, absolutely spot on, Adam. That's the point that, you know, the, the, the dancing footwork. Um, kickboxers tend to be fairly flat-footed because they need to pivot on those feet and not, they don't tend to dance around the ring. They tend to trade in kickboxing. And, and that's what we'll see with, with Holskin. Look, he's fought no one of any note. Um, he's got 10 knockouts on his 13 victories, of course. He hasn't lost yet in a ring. Um, look, Callum Smith is headed towards the top level. This is not a test for him. He ought to come through this with flying colours. Um, Holtzkin will, will provide a fairly static target for him. He will also, in, I mean, kickboxers tend to kind of go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. They're not tending to slip shots. Mm. They take body shots. He will have a very hard body, but it wouldn't surprise me if Callum hit him with a left hook on the inside tonight because he's got very powerful levers on the inside as Holtzkin advances. Yeah to get his own shots away. I think Callum's a great counter-puncher. And, and, you know, kickboxers pride themselves on being very tough and, you know, fight over three-minute three, three minute rounds or three five-minute rounds. And this guy's been at the very, very highest level in glory kickboxing, but he's a novice in boxing. It's Conor McGregor and, uh, and Floyd Mayweather all over again in a different kind of arena. Top man, Gareth. Uh, looking forward to you calling the fight very shortly with Don McGuinness and Anthony Corolla. Make sure you stick around for that because we're going to be back in Nuremberg uh, for that semi-final. Uh, Callum Smith, that's the one thing that Gareth just picked up on there, which was really, really good. He's a big lad, so you automatically think that he's going to be great at range, keeping people on the end of a Brilliant jab. on the inside. He's fantastic on the inside. I mean, what Gareth was just talking about there regarding Nicky Holtzson's style, it's kind of made for Callum on that inside because we were both in Manchester that night that he knocked out Luke Blackledge yeah. in the 11th round and it was an unbelievable left hook. I, I I would not be surprised if this fight went past... No, I'd be surprised if this fight went past four rounds mm. because I think uh, he's made for Callum. Height-wise, reach-wise, he hasn't got it on, on Callum. Callum's a good inside fight. He's got to get inside to, to get to Callum. He'll walk onto the shots. Uh, and this and, and it'll be a shot that Callum's not even looking for. Uh, for a tall unit... Uh, and he's got long limbs. Callum works well with his back against the ropes. When he's got you against the ropes, he's very good at what he does. Mm. I actually think he feels more comfortable on the inside. Uh, I actually think he boxes better 
on the inside that he does on the outside. And so that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a combination of everything you don't want in an opponent uh, with Callum. So I I'd be very surprised if he went back to four rounds because I think Callum is is prepared for 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 much more elite level. Now, I'm anticipating Naz to be saying the exact same things on the TV at this moment in time. And then when it goes drastically wrong, he will absolutely <laughs> savage, us, savage us both uh, a little later on in the show. Uh, make sure you stick around. There's lots to come um, on uh, TalkSport this evening. Fight Night Live, we are your home for boxing. And we're going to prove it over the next uh, half an hour or so as we bring you live an exclusive commentary of Callum Smith versus Nikki Holson. If you want to get uh, your whistle wet a little bit more, take a listen to this. Just shaking his head at him and said something as if he knows he can finish this whenever he wants, and it looks like it's Whoa. all over right here. Smith pouring it on here, and Mohammed getting taken out inside a round. What a performance from Callum Smith! World class, you better believe it. Super fighter, a lot of people from the K1 side are saying he's dangerous, he's heavy handed. Who is going to walk away with the welterweight tournament title? Hoskin drops Valtellini! Wow! Hoskin! Wanting to finish with a flurry here. Holzman turning on the steam. Oh, beautiful. He rocked Gaiji. I'm still fighting. I'm still in the semi-final. And I'm still here to be replacing the final. So that doesn't change regardless of the opposition. I'm, I'm here to do a job and I'm, I'm still going to do it. I want to become a world champion and I win this fight and I fight for the world title. Exciting times, the second semi-final of the World Boxing Super Series, live and exclusive on TalkSport, your home for boxing. Let's get over to Nuremberg and to Don McGuinness. He's joined alongside Anthony Crawler and Gareth A. Davis. Dom, over to you. This is it. The time has come. The fight starts now. And Holskin, who walks forward again, he slips. Well, the referee, he rules that a slip. He goes to the canvas, Holskin. Oh, Holskin, bit of bravado. He bangs his chest, says, come on. Smith just does that, and the beauty of an uppercut just rocks the head back of Holskin. And now Smith is starting to show what he's all about. And she's forward, tries a little combination for the first time, and there's blood trickling from the nose of Callum Smith. He comes out of post, claiming, holding, turning. All right, OK, we'll just go for a dance and let him swing in it in fresh air. Yeah, but don't yeah. get any silly mind games with him, all right? Keep right, marching right, forward again, and Smith finds the right hook to the head, followed by a hook to the body as well. It's not the steam out of Holskin, who still says, come on. Oh, big right big hand right from Holskin, and Holskin. Smith has to tuck up for the first time, and this has made it somewhat interesting right at the end of the seventh. Holskin tries to land big bombs, and he lands a right, and Smith takes it well, but there's a huge smile on the face of Holskin, and at the end of that round, Smith not happy. Oh, that's right up right up Smith, and that's just stiffing the legs a wee bit of Nicky Holskin. Holskin takes the shot. That's a kind of uppercut, really, that many would not have been able to deal with. That's a big right hand again, and Smith smiles. He's taking punishment that he doesn't need to, Callum Smith, at this stage of the fight. All three for your winner by unanimous decision. He's still undefeated, now advancing to the finals of the World Boxing Super Series, Callum Mundo Smith. Uh, you're listening to TalkSport, this is Fight Night Live with me, Adam Catterall, Johnny Nelson uh, in the studio with me. This is your home for boxing, and you've just been hearing there. Fantastic live commentary from Nuremberg, Don McGuinness. Uh, Anthony Crawler and Gareth A. Davis out there in Nuremberg calling the fight in the World Boxing Super Series semi-final 
Um, second semi-final, that is, between Callum Smith and Nicky Holson. Um, an absolute shutout for uh, Callum. He progresses through to the final uh, to take on George Groves. The date to be confirmed. Hopefully we'll get that date confirmed. It's scheduled for June the 2nd. However, injuries uh, to uh, fighters might just knock that back a couple of weeks. But you, we'll, we'll give you that throughout the course of the week. i tell you something, Johnny. The kickboxer, he was made out of concrete, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he uh, his language was a little bit colourful as well afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I must admit, I didn't think... I'm, at first, I thought, this fight's not going to go past three rounds. No way. The size it's, difference was ridiculous. Size, but one thing you know about kickboxers is uh, they're fit. Fit as anything. They're, they're used to taking the, the, the power. I think uh, uh, for uh, it was a good another good learning fight for Callum that he got through. This kid was not giving up. He just didn't come to make the numbers up. He came to win. Mm. Uh, and... And he, he did his utmost, but it did look like a massive size difference. And, and, and quality difference in boxing. Yeah, as well. quality one, difference. Again, very similar to what we saw last week. One's got one's a fighter, one's a boxer. Yeah, one's a fighter, one's a boxer. And that's what you saw. You saw the boxing. That worked. You know, he, he played safe, did what he had to do. And uh, it was I- enough to get the win, to get through to the final. That's what was most important for Callum here because George was sat there at ringside. Mm. Uh, Joe Gallagher as well. Don't take any chances. Just get through to the final. So he's there. Uh, Gareth Air Davis is in uh, Nuremberg. He's been watching that fight ringside up close and personal, getting sweat splattered all over his his <laughs> oh, coiffed locks, my friend. Gareth. Absolutely, he will have enjoyed that tonight because it was a uh, it was an intriguing contest. Gareth, last week in in Manchester, we saw an intriguing contest between uh, George Groves and Chris Eubank Jr., a boxer versus a fighter. We kind of got a very similar thing in that tonight, and we maybe took Nicky Holson a little bit lightly. I mean, this is a guy in the in the world of kickboxing that has had over 100 fights. He's only been stopped, knocked out on two of, uh, occasions. He's a tough old guy, and he proved that tonight in the world of boxing. Um, definitely. Can you hear me, Ed? I've got you, mate. Don't you, you worry. Can... You, got, you crack <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, son. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, look, um, he, he's, 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 he had his, we showed his man strength tonight. He's a 34-year-old traveler from Holland. He had a lot of support here. Look, he was not going to... This was his world title, if you like. It was always a lose-lose for Callum in many ways. Mm. Look, he looked sleepy when he walked into the arena tonight. George Groves commented on it. Um, Crawler was a little bit nervous here on my left during that fight from time to time. Because Callum almost, you could see him almost enjoying, he got into sparring mode there he during did. that fight. And you look, Enjoying most, it a bit too much. He did, exactly, enjoying it a bit too much, grinning away. Joe Gallagher doing his nut in the corner. Um, yeah. And literally was doing his nut, walking around before the fight, kicking the Toblerones, the, 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 the advertising hoardings, mm. doing his Joe Gallagher mad act. Um, the, look, the point is this, he's got through the fight. Um, George Groves will not worry about a lot about what he saw tonight because he will not be able to judge based on a novice fighter what Callum will do with him. But I tell you something, Callum, I'd like to have seen him dance a little bit more tonight and just show us a few things. Take the centre of the ring, dance around the outside. But, you know, I think Joe had him under, under strict instructions. He made him fight tight in the middle rounds. But you know what? Holtzkin would not be deterred. A very durable, very du- defiant Teak tough Dutchman who wanted his moment in the spotlight. This was it. Look, the 24th victory of Callum Smith's career will not be remembered as the most glorious moment, but it could become the most significant if he beats George Groves in the final of the Mahalid Ali Trophy. That's all that matters right now. I mean, the two men are at the press conference upstairs right now, gents. He with looks so Sarah. fresh. Holskin looks so fresh, sipping a bottle of cold. He does. He's, he, a, he's there with his son. He's, he, he honestly does not look like he's been in a fight, and he took plenty of punishment. Yeah. Mm. He's yeah. a, a battle-hardened man, very, very tough man. 
Gareth, what do you think's next for uh, Holson? Because he would have won quite a lot of fans in that arena tonight. And as you've just said, he's very, very durable. Yeah, look, that they, I'll tell you something. that The tournament will look at him as an alternate, as a replacement now for, for you know, for future tournaments. If he can, I think he can make other weights as well. He's not the biggest, Definitely. he's not the biggest super middleweight in the world. Um, I think he, look, his stock has really risen tonight. Um, at the press conference, Callum, Callum's face is etched with slight disappointment. I think, you know, he, look, he flew over here on, on Sunday night on Monday, rather, and when he got here, he found out he wasn't f facing Jürgen Bremer. He trained, he'd thought, he'd believed for three months that he was fighting a technical, difficult, experienced Southpaw. And instead, he's fighting a guy who, when he went to YouTube, all he could see was the guy kicking people in the body and in the head. Mm. And as Dom marvellously, amusingly announced during the fight, there must have been moments in that contest when Holtzkin thought, God, if I could land a roundhouse kick now, I'd knock him out. Mm. Um, and, and But look, um, the point about tonight is that Callum Smith came here. He was on a lose-lose in this fight. You know, whenever Holskin landed any kind of punches... Now, by the way, he slipped a lot of those punches. Did the stuff with Darrell. Obviously, there was rumours yeah. that he might have a knock with De Gale. Then, obviously, all the talk this week with Bremer pulling out. Then you've got the Grove situation. I think for the good of the tournament... If they've got to knock that date back, knock the date back because it, now's the time for Callum Smith to get a world title shot. They've got to. They've got to. I mean, we all thought the night that he, um, he beat Rocky Fielding inside one round, we all thought the next star of British boxing might have just been born. And it's just, it's never sort of took off for Callum. And listen, he's had, he's had great wins since then, mm. but he's not been given that chance at the world title that we all want to see. And uh, listen, through no fault of his own whatsoever with Dorelli, who's messed about you know, some at Rotten, but, um, yeah, Groves, Groves has got to be in the final. He's the number one seed. He's had two great wins. And it, it, we've got to see him in the final. Otherwise, it, it sort of discredits the tournament a bit if if we get another replacement for Callum Smith for the final. And, and I think, more importantly, is well, Callum wants that world title. And uh, that's what George Groves has got. And is there many more all British clashes that we could make than... Um, than George Groves, Callum Smith? It's not. Mm. If, if you domestic showdowns, that's right up there at the very top. No, absolutely. Uh, boys, absolutely fantastic work tonight. Listen, Anthony, stay away from Gareth in the bar. He loves a tequila, all right? Just I'll make sure. Uh, We're, yeah. on We're, yeah. on no. We're on it. He's in camp. He's fi listen, he's fighting on the AJ undercard. Leave him alone, Enjoy right? Gareth. He's back in. <laughs> it's not for weeks yet. <laughs> <laughs> Great work tonight, boys. Superb work. Uh, the lads out in Nuremberg enjoying themselves. Uh, Count Smith through uh, to the final. Fingers crossed it is George Groves. We'll find out a little bit more uh, later on this week with that injury, with that dislocated shoulder. Stick around. You are listening uh, to talk. Boy, this is Fight Night Live, your home for boxing. Fight Night Live, exclusive commentary of Callum Smith versus Nicky Hogskin live from Germany on TalkSport. Uh, you're listed to TalkSport Live. Uh, Fight Night Live here, your home for boxing here on TalkSport. It's been an epic night in Nuremberg. Uh, you've just been hearing live an exclusive commentary of Callum Smith against uh, Nicky Holson. Callum coming through that. Hopefully we're going to be speaking to Callum very, very shortly as he's uh, just finishing up his uh, his press duties. Don McGuinness uh, will hopefully have a microphone in his face very, very shortly. Uh, we've got a lot of big nights coming your way. Um, I'm sure you're fully aware that Anthony Joshua and Joseph Parker are going toe-to-toe -to -toe on March 31st. You can hear that live on TalkSport. David Hay and Tony Bellew, part two, will be on May the 5th, so make sure you come and join us for that. But next week, we're in Sheffield for this lad's step up to £154. Losing, especially in Sheffield, in my, in my own city, and losing the way I did, you know, it would just 
hard to swallow, we're hard to uh, get out of bed in the morning. The phone stopped ringing. I think I needed to hit rock bottom to finally realise what, where I were and what I needed to do. You wonder how much more he could take. Uh, he's got it, he's got it. He's, he's taking the knee. I've got two metal plates in my eyes now. If anything, it'll be stronger than ever because the bones are healed and there's metal what's over that. So I'm like Terminator now. I got, I got, I got, I got. Oh, big uppercut from Brooks and a right hand. Great shots from Brooks there in London. Oh, this is terrific. And he's just battering him around. And I think there is now a definite argument for John Latham to get in here and stop this because he's in serious trouble here, Robles. Oh, and he's again. He landed one of his own, but then really took one back from Brook, and he's in big, big trouble. He's a very hard hitter. You know, he's very tough. He's got skin like leather. You know, he keeps walking forward, he keeps pressing. You know, he's going to be fit, he's going to be strong. He's a very clever fighter. Listen to me, do the business against Sergio Romchenko, March 3rd. Listen out. Talk sport. That's live on TalkSport from Sheffield next week. Make sure you come and join us. We'll get Johnny's thoughts on Kel and his step up to £154 in a moment or so because he knows him very, very well since he's trained out that gym when you were a pro, my friend. Yep. Not a pro anymore because oh, you're it into pizza now, aren't you, lad? <laughs> I'm you're starving. En- you're enjoying yourself now. Um, before we preview that fight, I think it's fair that we get back over to Nuremberg uh, because Don McGuinness is with Callum Smith. Yes, Callum Smith's just done the post-fight press conference. Uh, this World Boxing Super Series, they do things a little bit differently. He's still in his kit. He's still got his sleeveless hoodie on, his Smith Brothers branding on him. But, Callum, how do you feel now? You've faced the press. You, you've done all the formalities. It's over. You've got a place in the final. How do you assess everything tonight? Yeah, most importantly, I'm in the final. That's what I come here to do. It was a safety performance, to be honest with you. He had a change of opponent. I didn't really know a lot about him. He was wild, swinging and... I just wasn't prepared to stand and gamble with him. I just thought, jab, stick to the basics and just get the job done, to be honest with you. This this wasn't about beating Nicky Holskin. It was about booking a place with George Groves. That's the one. That's the fight that I want. And Did they underestimate him? Yeah, possibly a little bit. You know, when he's a little bit unknown and 13 and known, you've got people saying, oh, we're going to be over in three rounds. It, it, it puts pressure on it, but... I can save the job just to boot me place in the final and I've done it and I'm happy I can go home and you know, concentrate on George Gold which is the big fight for me that's the, you know, the, the fight I've wanted all my career and I've got it yeah, You've had your little head-to-head in the ring as well which is customary now in this tournament so you can focus on that now firstly How's your hand? I know that you've damaged your hand a little bit. I mean, we've got George with a bit of a shoulder problem now. Don't tell me that's going to be a bad problem. Yeah, no, the boat bruised, to be honest with you. Hopefully it's not, and it doesn't feel too bad, to be honest with you. It's just a little bit bruised, and hopefully a few days it'll heal up, a little bit of rest, and you know, I'm good to go June 2nd. It's a, it's a big fight, and I won't be pulling out. Now, you've got the job done. I know you've been a bit hard on yourself, and you said that you might have underestimated it. This was a no-win situation for you tonight, wasn't it? And it, it was a, You just had to get in that final. Yeah, it was a no-win. If it went in and blew my out and around, I just blew a poor standing out and I've gone to points and I'll probably get criticised for it but regardless of what anyone in the world thinks it was about me booking my place in the final and I say I've done it, whether it was vintage me or poor me, I've done it and that's the most important thing it was, it was more of an obstacle in the way of the George Groves fight to be honest with you, rather than the fight I needed to go to go and you know, impress, it was just about getting the win and I've done it and you know, I'm happy 
Now, he will get credit, obviously, for stepping in late and for being durable and showing great resilience and great courage and great bravery because you jabbed his head off and he was still there at the end of the fight. So respect to him on that. But do you think George Groves might gain confidence that he shouldn't from watching that performance? Yeah, possibly, but I, I think, you know, if you speak to George in interviews, I think he knows the threat that I possess. He knows I'm big, I'm, I'm, you know, I can punch a bit, and, you know, I've got a, a good boxing brain, so... And I think he knows I'll be a lot better against him because I'll have to be a lot better against him. You know, I, I do feel I raise me, raise me game for the big fights. It's shown throughout my career, and you know, there's no bigger fight at the minute in my division than George Groves. He's ranked number one with the Ring magazine. So, you know, I'm fighting the man in the division, and you no, know, I'd, I'd be at my utmost best for it. You're like George. It's got to be George. There's none of this replacement lock. You would wait yeah. as long as it takes. Yeah, listen, I come in the tournament to win a world title, and if it was to win the tournament against the replacement and leaves the tournament not a world champion then it'll be a little bit disappointing you know, I come in this tournament to fight George for his belt I knew he had two fights beforehand but that was the one that I wanted and I'd, I'd be massively disappointed if he's gone Well tonight lots of scousers have enjoying downtown Nuremberg now you've done the business so well done and thanks for joining us live on Fight Night Live here on TalkSport I'm just going to grab a quick word now with your trainer Joe Gallagher so if we can have just a very quick word Joe I mean we were listening to him in the corner during the fight and obviously you're giving Callum advice you're telling him off when you, when you think you need to but overall how do you assess the performance? I thought it was a, a good disciplined performance. I said to Callum going in this, it's this kid's uh, big opportunity. He's just looking for the one big shot. And you can see in the fight that's what he was doing. And then he had the last 10 and then he'd try and go for it. Callum just had to be disciplined behind the jab all the way through, right hands, and uh, just be a little bit cute. And uh, I went mad at him at one of the end of the rounds. He dropped his hands, showboat, and getting involved in that. And that's the only opportunity the caddy of winning it was to uh, land him clean. And that's when Callum dropped his hands. So, uh, no, this was a good performance. We came here to Germany to go to the final. It was supposed to be Jürgen Bremer. It's not. It became Nicky Olskin. We're in the final, and that's all that matters. Now it's game on. And they've had a look at each other. Obviously, Callum and George, they've gone head-to-head. The planning starts now? Yeah, 100%. I know George is planning now. I know Shane's uh, meticulous in his training. And uh, Callum's fought now, and... Uh, yeah, he'll be back to work, hopefully if it's June the 2nd, but like you say, we'll have to speak to Carlos Southland and the World Boxing Super Series and see if that day is still a, a green light. Well, I think it's about time that Callum took those bandages off his sore knuckles and then went and got, got changed. Still in his kit, we're in the press room at the top end of the stadium here as well. The press now filtering away. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Callum. A good night. Job done. It's on to the final. Back to you, lads. Top work, Dom. Great to hear from uh, Callum and Joe there post-fight, uh, just uh, picking the bones out of a lose-lose situation as they both were uh, alluding to there. Uh, but they got the job done. They're on to the final. George Groves next. Let's bring on that world title. And uh, you will hear that exclusively live on TalkSport as and when they, uh, they schedule uh, that particular bout. Um, one thing that is definitely happening on TalkSport, next week we're off to Sheffield. You're Yay. on. All right, all right. <laughs> you can tell we've got a Yorkshireman in the old studio here, don't we? Um, what Kind of just before we crack on and talk about Kelbrook, mm-hmm. what, have you just been on your Instagram story or your, or your Snapchat there? Because people... Well, You've been on... Right, OK. The reason why I bring that up, if you follow Johnny on Instagram or if you follow him on Snapchat, just go and have a little bit of a nosy at that. Is it at Johnny Nelson, at Sky Johnny Nelson? Which one is it? You know what? I don't actually know. What am I on? The reason why I bring that up is because... Uh, oh, jo- Johnny Nelson Sky. Yeah, you oh, can right. tell that uh, Johnny is no longer, obviously, a professional <laughs> athlete. 
because he's uh, he's gone on the old phone during that fight. You've dialed in, haven't you, Sunshine? He's yeah, da- yeah, dialed in. Yeah. Papa John, look at that he's, one there. He's dialed in. He's got himself some. Uh, he's got himself a carb feast. Is what he's got. He's got himself. Yeah, I'm in carbing there. up. I'm carbing are up. You, that's are, you, are you going up to heavyweight? Yeah. Is that what you're doing? Carbing up and fighting. He's uh, he's basically just uh, painted the picture on his Instagram and on his Snapchat of uh, of uh, his uh, his diet, uh, of which he's no longer a fighter's diet. Let me just tell you, going to have a little bit of a nosy at it. Uh, now in Sheffield next week, my friend, uh, you'll be there, obviously calling this on the telly we'll be calling this on yeah. the on the radio um Kel Brook, a mate of yours from uh, that fantastic gym that has made so many champions down the years yeah. he's no longer at 147 pounds no longer a world champion this is the comeback 154 pounds against Rabchenko a mean fighter does he still have it I, I listen Kel's my boy and I'd like to say yes he's still got it we cannot say this until after Saturday night mm. because he's had a horrendous last two years uh, in his his career he's had, had two back to back losses uh, they were high profile losses so you don't know how that affects a fighter mentally yeah. uh, uh, regardless of what happened physically so it's a case of is his hunger still there is his desire still there is after Saturday's performance it's going to be interesting when he gets pinged on his eyes isn't it yes, because that's that, where that's so where he's that, had his exactly. operation and remember when he boxed Spence he you know, straight when he got hit in the eye, he's singing what the doctor said to him before. Yeah. This is a mental block. This is something yeah. he's got to get over. Absolutely. So it's not just about physically him getting in there, being comfortable with it, mentally wanting to see how, hung- how hungry he is. And that's going to be the same question for Amir Khan. We cannot assess how good and what these fighters have got left until they get in for their next fight. And then we'll start talking about, yeah, Keller beat Khan or Khan will beat Kel. I can't say that. I, I know he's hungry. I know what I've seen him in the gym. It's great banter with him, Billy Joel Saunders. Uh, Kid Galahad it's great banter Jason Quigley there it's great banter and they're all fighting it remi- I get jealous I'm thinking you guys are having a good time it's like brothers in there just all fighting and everything as well but they travel like a pack of dogs so for Kel at the moment things are riding high let's see Saturday night and then ask me the question Saturday night what this kid's got left I hope he has got a lot one thing left. that I do like about next week and you're going to hear this on the radio without any shadow of doubt make sure you come and join us nice and early for this is that whenever Eddie puts on uh, a card in a particular city he packs that undercard with local fighters does it a lot in Liverpool does it a lot in Manchester Sheffield next week a lot of Yorkshire lads on there mm-hmm. it's going to be booming in that arena isn't it always always and you know what uh, Dave Allen he'll be on he's boxing for the Commonwealth title yeah. they like Dave they like Dave and Dave, and Dave he's a he's character. The ulti- he's the ultimate fans favourite. He, he's a character. I think most of the fans will be his fans. Yep. You know, he's a, he, he, and, and there are some good good fights on the card, the card itself. So for me, for Sheffield, it's good to have boxing in Sheffield again this Saturday. Uh, and, and the other thing, when Kel boxed last time at the Bramall Lane, that had not been done for many, many years before. Mm. Sheffield was absolutely buzzing. Everybody benefited. It Obviously, the result didn't turn out the way it should have done, or we hoped it didn't do. Uh, but I think this Saturday, it's a, it's a new lease of life. And the, the card as well, for their chance to, to take a piece of the line night and be the next stars of the town. Mm, no, absolutely. <laughs> uh, make sure you come and join us next week. Uh, live on Talks but that's our next fight night live live in Sheffield for Kel Brook's comeback against Rabchenko at £154 he's going up to uh, uh, light middleweight uh, and then hopefully he can come through that. Hopefully Amir Khan can come through his knock in uh, in April, which again will be live on TalkSport on April 21st. And then who knows? We just might get that narrative that we all want. Them two meeting each other toe-to-toe yeah. in the middle of a boxing ring in the not-too-distant future. Uh, stick around. You're listening to Fight Night Live, your home for boxing and on TalkSport. <laughs> <laughs> Undefeated heavyweight champion of the world, AJ Anthony Joshua. 
one thing that I think separates myself is the fact that I mix intelligence with hard work, making sure my mind's in the right place as well. Ladies and gentlemen, from South Auckland, New Zealand, the reigning WBO heavyweight champion of the world, Joseph I think this is my time. I think it's my destiny to be here. I feel like I, I, I truly feel I'm going to win. If that doesn't get you excited, nothing will. I'll tell you something. My producer, Matt, has been going OTT on his little computer, hasn't he? He's been, uh, he's been creating some Hollywood sound effects in there. He's been getting his little theme tunes out. It's like he's making an Armageddon film. Fantastic. Edge yeah, versus Parker. Uh, unifying the heavyweight division on March 31st. Principality Stadium, Cardiff. You can hear that live and exclusive in Cardiff. And it's the first time, if you want some history with this, there's loads of facts and stats that we can chuck at you for this particular fight, but it's the first time that we'll have a heavyweight unification on British soil. Two undefeated fighters at that as well. Two undefeated fighters. This is the first time. We're going to go for it now with stats, right? This is the first time that two undefeated heavyweight champions have met since Tyson Spinks. That's how long ago, man. This is history in the making. And what these guys are doing, you've got three heavyweight champions now. They're all undefeated <sighs> so far. They're all gunning. So one of them's going to, somebody's going to lose their own Saturday. Someone's all. Someone's all's going to go. <laughs> and so that, that's number one. That's one thing you've got to look forward yeah. to. The other thing is this. And then that, this collision the same night. So something could absolutely combust because the same night, remember, you've got. Um, uh, what is it saying? Is it saying? Oh God, no! It's this next weekend. Yeah, yeah. You've got Ortiz. Uh, you've got uh, Wilder Wild against Ortiz. To me, I think that's a great fight. Yeah. So I think over the next few weeks, it's going to be absolutely March is booming, isn't it? March is. Oh, I love my game. So love check this story. out, right? Next week, we're going to be at the Sheffield Arena for Kell Brook's fight against yep. Rabchenko. Then, in the early hours of Sunday morning, straight after that fight, we'll all be rushing to a TV screen to have a little bit of a nosy of Deontay Wilder, the WBC heavyweight champion, yep. taking on. Um, Luis Ortiz. Yep. Okay, so the winner of that, still the WBC champion. I mean, I'm backing Wilder to come through that. Don't be surprised if, yeah. if, if, if Wilder slips up. Maybe. Because Ortiz has been avoided. Like he's like the, the bogeyman. Nobody yeah, really knows what he's right. all about. So we'll we don't even out. really know how old he is. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so Luis Ortiz is fighting Deontay Wilder next week in New York, okay? And then three weeks after that, March 31st, live on TalkSport. Come mm-hmm. and join us because then we've got the WBA champion and the IBF champion taking on the WBO champion, unifying that division. One guy will come out of that with all three yeah. belts. So then what we'll have, all three belts, hopefully versus the other belt at Great some point later to. on this year. Great summer to look forward to. Mate, come on. the heavyweight. <laughs> A lot of people talk about the golden age of boxing. We're in it right now, aren't That's we? That's right. And, and the thing is that the, the public are actually appreciating it at the time. You know, you look at the golden age, you didn't appreciate it at the time. Now we are because you've got fighters, that big units that can fight. And you've got characters as well. Deontay Wilder, massive character. Anthony Joshua, he's where the dollar is. He's where the, the big pay the big payday is. Yeah. Everybody wants to get involved in this. But even the undercard of a lot of these fights, you've got uh, Lucas Brown against uh, uh, Dylan, Dylan White. White the week before. These yeah, are good yeah, yeah. fights. Yeah, yeah. These are good, attractive fights. You think, wow, you've got so much to choose from. You've got to put this down to Eddie. 
and you heard, and, and I'm Stop not it. his fanboy. Stop it. And, but the thing is, he's giving, his, he's giving the fans what they want, yeah. which is most important. And so, to me, you know, there's some great fights out there. But, of course, there's uh, Daniel Dubard. He's in, he's in the mix as well. And I think these guys, the fighters want to fight. It's only the, the politics of our business that the, these, why these things yeah. all happen. So now they're letting the fighters fight. And so I know the fans are the winners. Absolutely. And we will be winners on March 31st. Come and join us live in Cardiff for Anthony Joshua versus Joseph Parker. It'll be an absolute cracker. Uh, now, as uh, if, you've, if this is the first time that you've ever listened to Fight Night Live, we always finish the show off with a little bit of Hall of Fame, putting a fighter mm. into the Hall of Fame. And we've got a special one for you this week. Uh, now, over recent weeks, we've inducted some people into this. Even the geezer that sat next to me eating pizza at this moment in time's <laughs> in there for the amount of defences that he had in the Cruiserweight division when he was the champion. We've put in sets of fans, guys that have followed Ricky Hatton all over the world. We've put in trilogies. We've put in particular fights. We've really gone to town on uh, some of our favourite moments of down the years uh, in the world of boxing. This week, you will have seen that Andy Lee decided to hand up the gloves at uh, 33 years of age, the former WBO middleweight champion. Softly spoken, never really made a noise outside the ring. He did all his talking with his fists inside the ring, and boy, did he make some serious yeah. talking with his fists on the inside of the ring. I'm a little bit surprised. However, we were kind of discussing this before the show regarding Andy Lee. He climbed the mountain. He achieved his dream. He became the champion of the world. What else was there for him to achieve? It, 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 money is clearly not his god because I'm quite sure there's a couple of lucrative fights out there at a certain level where he can make some serious dough. So you've got to you've got to commend him for his 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 attitude, uh, his 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 discipline in saying, "Right, me, I'm out of here. I'm gone." It's not about the dough. I could make probably a, a few a quarter of a million or plus whatever in my yep. next fight. He just said, no, I've done it. I've done what I want to do. And it's very hard to do that. You've got to give him respect because he's still a young man. You know, relatively still a young man. He's still got a lot of fight left in him, but he just thinks, I've done now. The drive's gone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <clears> to <throat> let you into a little bit. This is what I think it was. Obviously, he's become the champion. He's achieved all he needed yeah. to achieve. He's recently become a dad. And oh, I think, you so see, that's it. it does it, doesn't it? Yeah. It does you. Yeah. It gets you weak at the knees there. Because he's achieved all his dreams, he's become a dad, young family, he's got all his faculties, yeah. he's probably made a few quid. And let's be honest, he's probably got a decent career ahead of him in the world of punditry because he's fantastic at yeah, that as he's well. Very good at it. So, maybe, you know, make that decision, make that right decision, walk away with everything. Maybe the other thing is that, you know, fighters, when they become fathers, uh, while they're fighting, it's a great excuse to get out of actually <laughs> So, what is he doing? Andy, I'm going to phone you, man, because, like, you could just say I'm training for a fight and just drag it out for about three years <laughs> get out of the night feeds absolutely if you don't know too much about Andy Lee by the way 2004 Olympian yep. um, as I mentioned he became the WBO middleweight champion of the world um, he had an attempt at WBC if I'm not mistaken against Chavez Jr. Yep. at one point which he sadly he came up short against but to climb back up uh, the ladder to do what he did and he was a knockout artist I'm going to give you two fights now if you get the opportunity to have a bit of, of a go on Google go and have a little bit of a look at the John Jackson fight John Jackson John Jackson was putting it on him. He yeah. was winning the fight. He was smashing him to bits. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, yeah. this short, 
little choppy uppercut right on the button comes from nowhere. And it was, it, and good night. The kid didn't get up. It was un, unbelievable. There's not. two fighters I, that have won a world title, and you look, well, three, and you look at it and you think, you know, I'm so glad you've pulled that off. Darren Barker was one of them. Yeah. Uh, 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 and the man we're talking about as well, he's Andy, he's, Lee, Andy yeah. Lee's, he, he's the one, and the one is Anthony Joshua. And these are guys that, that other fighters are happy they've pulled it off. Just a lovely block. They win. Nice people. And Andy Lee, well deserved. I'm glad he, he, he quenched his thirst in our sport. Yeah. And he's done the right thing and walked away with his faculties fully intact. There you go. Former WBO middleweight champion of the world, Andy Lee, is the man that we're sticking into the Hall of Fame. We wish him all the best uh, in retirement. Uh, and I've no doubt we'll see him uh, ringside uh, soon calling the fights. We'll see this man ringside next week. You'll see his mush on the TV. We'll grab him for a little bit of radio as well. Johnny, pleasure as always to have you on the show. Thank always you so much, my friend. some pizza left for you. <laughs> <laughs> next week, we're in Sheffield. Come and join us for Kelbrook versus Rabchenko, live on TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 